0: 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all
1: leads up to one Winning Winning Drive. drive. Happy hump day, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Postgame Uncensored, as well as Rita and Glenn on Sundays on 105.7 The Fan, here with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports as well as the Ravens reporter on 105.7 The Fan, uh, Cordell. We we are now past the championship part of the season. We know who's going to the Super Bowl. That is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but before that, we have the Pro Bowl. I know we you know it's easy to kind of skip over that because we're excited about the big game but the pro bowl will happen um this coming sunday in las vegas we know that they've changed the rules to it so it's more like a flag game which i, I mean that's just that's just uh, you know and
0: other it's it's cuz it's the pro bowl games now you know oh saying? yeah it's, yeah so they pro got bowl. a whole bunch of other stuff that you know i guess scales competitions—they're bringing
1: all that stuff back, yeah, because yeah. that stuff was already. Right. But this is just basically a formality because honestly, the Pro Bowl has been, you know, a flag football type of thing for a long right. time. It's not like you can have contact to begin with. So, anyway, you know, you got guys that are not coming because you know they they're busy, whether it's playing or, you know, they lost the game so they don't want to play. So there's a lot of alternates going around and one of the alternates that somehow made it to the Pro Bowl is Baltimore Ravens <laughs> own not Lamar Jackson no Tyler Huntley
0: Tyler Huntley
1: So, I mean I, I've seen a lot of conversation about it on social media, I don't think this is as big of a deal as people are making it. As far as I'm concerned, this is – I think that there's some money involved if you get to get in the Pro Mm -hmm. Bowl. So it's an extra paycheck for Tyler Huntley, and good for him, right? But I'm seeing too many people, like, take this a little too seriously because, you know, how Tyler Huntley getting to the Pro Bowl (laughs) – when did the Pro Bowl – how long has it been since you actually felt like the Pro Bowl was the NFL's best players to begin with? versus right. <laughs> First and foremost. But how do you feel about when you heard that Tyler Huntley – he's like the fourth or fifth alternate or something like yeah. that, and he ended up making the Pro Bowl. How, how did you feel when you found out that Tyler Huntley was going to be in the Pro Bowl? I,
0: I had to chuckle a little bit. Because, you know, earlier in the season when they started announcing the Pro Bowl rosters, uh, it was announced that he was the fourth alternate and everybody kind of, you know, had a little chuckle then. Kind of like, that's, it's just funny. I don't, it's not even like a disrespectful thing to Tyler Huntley. I don't think it's more of a, when you, when you mention Pro Bowl, it's supposed to be the NFL's biggest stars. Tyler Huntley is a backup quarterback in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Who played down the stretch of the season, but didn't play great. I mean, he finished with two touchdowns on the year. I, I saw that that's the lowest, I think for a Pro Bowl quarterback since the night, since 1970.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's the merger. That's the merger year.
0: So I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy uh, to, to see it happen. I think more so, but, it is what it is. I mean Josh Allen, he's not going apparently for knee, I mean for injury reasons, but I don't know. I've got a I I I would I, I felt like I possibly saw something of Josh Allen at a golf tournament uh that ends that week. So who knows? But he's not gonna be at the Pro Bowl. So it slides Tyler Huntley uh in there with Patrick Mahomes uh going to the Super Bowl. So yeah, it's it's weird. It's definitely weird if nothing else. Um, but good for him. You know, he gets a nice a little incentive bonus. I'm sure right. um, gets gets to go and have a good time out in Vegas with some other, you know, a, a lot of the great players in the league right now. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder what it's going to look like once Tyler Huntley, I mean, well, there it's a flag game, so it's not a, it's not a real game, you know, he right. doesn't have to actually go and put on the pads and go out there and play. But, yeah, I still want to see how he stacks up with some of the other quarterbacks that are going to be there, uh, in some, even in some of the skills challenges. It'll be cool to see him out there, but it's it's just hilarious to see. Do you think
1: that he can learn something from Peyton or Eli being as though that they're the coaches and they get to choose uh, who, they, who they will? Is Ray Lewis also a coach? Did I get that right?
0: I don't know. I To be honest, I haven't done a lot of diving into the Pro Bowl uh, because it's the Pro Bowl. Um, but I I haven't seen anything about Ray Lewis being out there. But I will say this: Tyler Huntley's been afforded the opportunity to be around a lot of really good players. If that you know, what I'm saying, yeah. he's, he's been with Lamar uh for since he's been here, and now being able to go to the Pro Bowl, he's going to be around. You know, so, a, a lot of really good quarterbacks that he can you know just pick something up from it ain't going to be much a lot of these guys are going to be in unwinded mode you know what I'm saying but uh it'll still be good to just be around it's not the same as like in the NBA a play a young player going to play uh overseas with you know with the national team or something like that it'll be sit to sit on the bench with the Olympics that's a totally different experience because they're really still looking to play uh and they're trying to play at a high level this isn't You know, this is a vacation, basically, (laughs) for real, for these guys. But it'll be cool for him to have, you know, on on his resume to, you know, he's been at the Pro Bowl games. Yeah, it was through the back door, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm in the building. I'm made, here yeah.
1: from a technicality standpoint, right. <laughs> but hey, I'm here. I mean, they could have picked in. They could have picked Russell Wilson, who probably had better stats. They could have picked anybody else, but somehow Tyler Huntley, you know, found a way to get in the Pro Bowl. I just don't, you know. I like, again. I saw people on social media being like, you know. This is a joke, and my, and yes, it is a joke, and that's like, what is the Pro Bowl doing? What is it about the Pro Bowl that you need to take seriously? I right. think that's my question. You you know, why do you need to make a big deal about it? Okay, so yes, we know that there's better quarterbacks than Tyler Huntley. Tyler, we're not asking Tyler Huntley to like be the representative of the National Football League. Right. Everybody else said that they didn't want to do it. And guess what? I don't blame them. Especially like if you're a quarterback that lost sometime in this playoffs, you probably just want to get your off season started. You want to take a vacation and Vegas ain't, you know, this is another thing too, right? Like, it's also in Las Vegas. You know, back in the day when it was in Honolulu, right. it was different. You know, you yeah. could bring your families and stuff. Ain't nobody bringing their play them place bringing their wives and or their girlfriends to Las Vegas. Not even. <laughs> and so, you know, they you know you got your ladies like, "Oh no, you won't be going to no pro bowl <laughs> yeah. because you ain't going to be hanging out without me." <laughs> So I just think that this is a non-issue yeah. that, you know, people just want to make an issue because they feel like some, the Pro Bowl is some type of badge of honor when we've known for years, out that the Pro Bowl is just a joke.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you, really, you, you said it right there. You know, the fact that this, that you, you, we're calling Tyler Huntley being uh, elected to the Pro Bowl a joke, but it goes right along with what we already think about the Pro Bowl. Right. Right. None of us take it. Like I said, I I haven't looked up any, I I couldn't even really tell you outside of the Ravens players. I couldn't even tell you who the pro, who who the rest of the Pro Bowlers are on the team. You know what I'm saying? Because I simply don't care. You know, I I probably won't watch much of it, but since it's, I got Tyler Huntley being out there, intrigues me a little bit in a weird way. I do want to see, you know what I'm saying? How he stacks up against some of these guys. What, what events they have him playing in, but it'll be cool. You know, he got a nice group of from his own team that'll be out there. So he'll yep. know quite a few people uh that that'll be out there. Um, but the Pro Bowl in itself, yeah, it, it just kind of goes right along with just get rid of it or find a better way to do things. Honestly, the Pro Bowl lost me this season when Tua was the highest vote getter by fans. It didn't even get elected to the Pro Bowl. Albeit he wouldn't have been able to play anyway right. for health reasons. But it's just the fact of he wasn't even on the roster, and yeah. he was the high. He, he, he got the most fan vote. So that in itself let me know. Okay, the Pro Bowl is unserious right now. I don't know who they're about to send out there. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, honestly, this the, the, this is the latest example of that. It, it's no telling what we'll see
1: it's an unserious game and it, it it requires you to be unserious about it it's supposed to be lighthearted it's not a big deal if anything you should want to say great for Tyler Huntley because yeah. like you already mentioned he can add it on his resume and he gets a couple of extra dollars to go to Las Vegas and hang out and have a good time that sounds good good to me you know so good for him I I hope that he has a great experience I hope that you know he has fun like you said I'm intrigued to see how this will play out in terms of like the skills competition what they're gonna have him doing don't embarrass us out there now okay (laughs) don't don't embarrass the Ravens out there Tyler. but enjoy yourself you know You, you deserve it they felt like you deserved it so I'm saying you deserve it and um it, it's just, y'all going to watch anyway so don't you get mad all oh, to be watching on sunday cuz there's nothing else that's going to be on tv anyway so
0: mm-hmm.
1: just in, just enjoy the show that's basically all i got to say about that
0: yeah i mean <laughs> he's had an interesting last two seasons of his short yeah career to this point you know it's it's been very interesting to be tyler huntley and he's gotten to go through a lot of different experiences i think throughout these last two seasons that you know may may help him like we looking at this pro him going to the pro bowl is kind of nothing but it may be something he can get out of this you know that kind of spark something you know to kind of help push him just a little bit to get to the, just being out there and even him probably looking at it like man people like I ain't supposed to be there but maybe me going out there maybe that just motivates him to really if if given the opportunity at, at a point again to really show why he's supposed to be out there why it's not a joke that Tyler huntley's being added to the roster I mean what else is it, you know, other than the party? If you're Tyler Huntley, are you looking to get from this? That's how I approach it. If I was him, you know, what I'm saying I just try to always get something out of it. If if you want to get something out of it that's going to help you in the long term, try to soak, you know, try to be a sponge out there. You yeah, know, you're around a lot of great quarterbacks, I would I would try to prick their brain, pick their brains as much as possible within reason because you know it's Vegas. Nobody is going to. Who knows how how long a lot of these guys are even going to be sober while they're out. There. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but yeah, in any sober moment where you actually are talking about football, I try to soak it in as much as possible.
1: I agree. So, you know, congrats to Tyler. Uh, majority of us that claim that we're not going to watch are going to end up watching anyway. Yeah. So we'll talk about it. Snip it at least
0: later. we're probably going to watch at least a snippet.
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, hopefully he has fun out there and and he looks good doing it.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
1: Before we get into our next segment, make sure that you are subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast so that every time there's a new episode, you will be the first to know. So, we... Saw that the numbers for the franchise tags have been released, um, Cordell. And so there's been some talk um, on social media regarding, you know, what the franchise tags uh, offers. So for the quarterback situation, um, the non-exclusive tag is 29.5 million and the exclusive tag is 45.2 million. Um, Ian Rappaport was on the Pat McAfee show uh, earlier on Tuesday, and they talked about Lamar Jackson very briefly, and he mentioned that, you know, obviously he's going to get tagged. He he didn't really say anything that was something that we didn't already know. He wasn't sure if it was going to be non-exclusive or exclusive. However, he explained the difference between um, non-exclusive in which it means that the um other teams can make deals with Lamar and in exchange if they uh, if the offer goes through and the Ravens you know don't match it they can get two first round draft picks as to where the exclusive tag the Ravens have all of the leverage so he assumes that the Ravens will be getting um an exclusive tag on Lamar so with knowing what the new cap situation is going to be because obviously the, the the new cap numbers have gone up um, tremendously uh, going over 220 million per team actually it's 224.8 million um, that the cap will be for 2023 uh, do you think that the Ravens are better off in terms of like the exclusive tag or the non-exclusive tag for Lamar
0: yeah I mean for me I I, I feel like it's a, a no-brainer to go exclusive tag you can't allow other teams To be able to make an offer to this guy to simply outbid you. The Ravens cannot get into, can't afford to get into a bidding war, I think, with other teams, because the level of desperation that other that NFL teams have for an elite quarterback, for a a good quarterback, is is more than what I think people really understand. So if teams really just decide they want to go out there and play the long game. I don't. I don't think the Ravens would be able to hang with them financially, or want to, and for that matter, hang right. with them financially uh, and, and get into a legit bidding war for Lamar Jackson and two first-round picks in return to a team that's getting Lamar. Depending on what that team may be, because we don't know who it could be, yeah. Uh, and and we don't know how L- Lamar is going to impact that team right away in the next two seasons those first round picks could turn out to be trash you know uh, in the grand scheme of things Um, or at least that second one uh could because I think the first one will be for this season but even still the Ravens have to make it an exclusive an exclusive tag so that they at least get to control the situation a little more you know with that exclusive tag it's it's okay Lamar's not going anywhere unless we trade his rights to a team and they'll, they'll get to pick the team Lamar who knows that they'll, if it ever gets to this point, assuming they trade him. Right. uh, That he would be able to have say, so I don't know how that situation would go. um, But I would imagine any team that trades for Lamar is going to want to get some sort of assurance that he'll sign a long-term deal with them. So the Ravens will be able to have a little more uh, power, I think just in a selection process, just in, terms of Lamar staying and going, you know, at least with the exclusive tag, you know, he can't play anywhere else in 2023, unless it's you, you know, sending him to this different location. Um, Eric DeCosta talked a little bit about it at the press conference, at the end of the season press conference. And, you know, he said he was a little indecisive about, well, not, he didn't say indecisive, but he said he hadn't made a decision on that yet. They weren't really thinking about the franchise tag. At least that's what they told us at that point. Yeah, um, and I'm and like you said Rappaport didn't say anything that we didn't expect. Uh we all expect it to be at least right now worst case scenario. Lamar gets franchise tag. He gets the 45 million and then from there the possibility of a trade is still very uh viable. Um but it's also a, an opportunity a chance that he is still on this roster come next season and they have maintained that that's what they want. And I do believe that. I think option A is still to keep Lamar
1: yeah, I agree, and I and I agree with you. You want all the leverage. Um, you want to be able to say, you know, this is what I. And I don't think that I. I would like to think that with the non-exclusive, you could still um, you know, come to terms with whatever.
0: Oh, they, yeah, you can match it. You Got to you, match with not all. even
1: that, but the compensation. Let's say that they don't match it, and let's say that the compensate that the, the compensate they want more than two round draft picks. I think you can still negotiate that, but I guess the point is, is like, why would you even want to to have suitors out there saying, Well, let's see what you can find somewhere right. else and, and who's willing to give you that? As and, and and then you'll have teams say, Well, you know, you because what you don't want is teams saying, Well, the rules say two first rounds, and I, I'm not really interested in giving out more when we know that you. You can get more because we've seen other teams get more for guys that honestly haven't played at the level that Lamar Jackson has played in. So if I'm the Ravens, I'm definitely, if you're telling me that you're, that you are, that what you want to do is to sign him long-term. I think that you do have to use the exclusive tag because you have all the leverage, but it also feels like you, uh, aren't interested in in trying to you know dangle the carrot in front of the horse and yeah. see if other teams are interested in him and what you could potentially get back obviously from a, a cap standpoint you know the non-exclusive tab is is much cheaper it's about 13 million dollars less mm-hmm. so it does have, help your cap situation but if your intent is to sign a player then obviously that 40 $5.2 million is not going to, you know, be on your cap because you're intending on signing a person to a new deal in which that amount is not going to go against the cap more than likely when they get a new deal. So, um, I mean, you, you can make an ex- argument for the non-exclusive, but I feel like if you're doing that, then you're one step out the door. And from what the Ravens are saying, they're not one step out the door. So if you're not, then you do the exclusive. If you are, then you do the non-exclusive and see who's interested and what you can get back for Lamar Jackson.
0: Yeah, to me, it's just that it would be disrespectful I, to me if I'm Lamar. I would take it as disrespect if they put a non-exclusive tag on me because it's like, go ahead, see what else is out there. You know, we'll 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 see we'll see what offers you can get. We'll let them dictate the market, and that's that is. I, I like you said, that's almost like one foot out the door, you know, and and they haven't indicated that there to that point. Um, like I said, I still believe option A is still for them to sign Lamar. And I still think for Lamar option A is to stay with, stay with Baltimore. I really do. I think he, I think they do want each other. They both just want what they want. And uh, maybe, you know, people are talking about the fact that Joe Burrow and some of these other guys are sign, potentially signing a deal this offseason uh how that's going to affect Lamar and I'm curious to see how it does myself because I'm I'm pretty sure I mean who is it Burrow and Herbert I think are uh, up for new deals Hurts uh, as
1: well Hertz was in Hurts was it Hurts as well yeah well.
0: Hurts as well and you know he's getting paid but he's going to have the asterisk of well he got to the Super Bowl you yes. know his is a little well, different.
1: Hey, Burl too
0: Burrow too yep exactly exactly so and I mean if I, I don't know if they, I don't, I doubt Cincinnati's going to give Burrow a fully guaranteed contract, but if there's anybody that they're going to do it for, it would be this dude. I mean, yeah. because what, <laughs> what, what is Cincinnati going to say to Joe Burrow for real? That's going to stop him from saying, I want a blank check. Yeah. you know. So I don't know how, how those guys situations are going to affect Lamar's, but it will affect it somehow. We know that. Yeah. Um, this, this negotiation process has been, difficult to this point and using Eric DaCosta's words it's been difficult you know um and it's not nothing has been easy and you know right now the easy part I think is deciding this franchise tag and for me I don't I really don't have an issue if they decide that they have to use the exclusive tag um you would just hope that they use it just for something to buy them more time yeah and that they're close to getting something done I'm not overly optimistic uh, right now that something's going to happen soon.
1: Yeah, I agree, because I think that they are going to be interested to see what the other contracts are going to go at uh, for. And for the record, I I think it's fair to say that I I don't think that Lamar has ever, you know, come out and said that he wanted a fully guaranteed contract. I think that that's what what we've put out there because, you know, Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed contract, and then Lamar had a contract. And in fairness,
0: he was asked about it before and said that you know that's not necessarily what he wanted or he yep. was asked if Deshaun Watson's contract as you know impacts what he's asking for and he said he's his own man he's you know which doesn't still mean I'm my own man but and but we just happen <laughs> to still want the same things you know what I'm saying but uh he he didn't indicate like you said that he wanted a fully guaranteed or nothing you right know?
1: that's 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 i mean hey it's one thing to say i i want a fully guaranteed contract however this is my number what i would prefer for fully guaranteed i think that those are two different things and i think that you know we've we've kind of put some words in his mouth because he's not represented he represents himself and he's not come out and said any of that and so that that's we're just coming to our own conclusions in that regard because um, he doesn't have, you know, an agent that can give us an inside uh, uh, outlook of what's going on. But ultimately, I, I, I am with you. I, The Browns family is a cheap group of people. And obviously they're going to have to shelve out some money for Joe Burrow. And I think that they will, but I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't think that they're going to fully guarantee Joe Burrow's contract. And look, if they do, then, you know, Hey, I'll be John Brown. (laughs) As they used right. to say, I, I didn't see it coming. I promise you I would have not seen this coming because this is a, a franchise that has been forced to use money because they, you know, held on to cap money for so long at one point. So, you know, I would be interested to see if they're going to give him a guaranteed contract, but I, I just don't believe that they will. And Justin Herbert is another one, you know, like he hasn't won a playoff game. No. So I, I'm not, you know, but what you'll try to hear people say is, is that, you know, he's so good as a quarterback and da, 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 and you know, these, they'll bring up these statistics. And so they'll, they'll try to act like he's deserving of, or maybe more than Lamar, which I don't agree with, but you know, there's that. And I don't think that he's going to get a guaranteed deal. I don't think that Jalen Hurts is going to get a guaranteed deal. So, you know, it it will be very interesting to see how this gets played out. But I do think for the Ravens, the best situation here is for them to use the exclusive tag. So I think we both agree with that for sure.
0: Totally. Totally. Anything else would have been a, a big surprise. Absolutely.
1: All right, before we get into our final segment, have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, what are you waiting for? Please hit the subscribe button so that every time Cordell and I talk about your Baltimore Ravens, you will be the first to know. Let's stick to the quarterback family, Cordell. Um, Let's start a series in which we discuss each group um, in terms of position for the Baltimore Ravens. And – Since we're talking about quarterbacks, I feel like we should probably stick to the subject of quarterbacks in terms of evaluations. What we consider to be um, a reflection of 2022, what we consider to be the outcome will be of 2023. So at the moment, we know that there's Lamar who we talked about the last segment is going to get tagged. We know at some point. We just don't know which tag it'll be. You also have Tyler Huntley, who we talked about, who is now a Pro Bowl alternate and will be going to Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl. You have Anthony Brown. And then when um, Lamar went down, they did bring back uh, Brett Huntley. But at the moment, you have three quarterbacks in Lamar, Tyler, and Anthony Brown. Well, Anthony Brown was an undrafted free agent, um, but that was their 2022 roster. So if you had to look at 2023, How do you see this roster um, in terms of the quarterback situation unfolding? Do you keep Lamar? Do you keep Huntley? Um, And then, if you do, what does that mean for Anthony Brown? And if you don't, what does that mean for Anthony Brown? Do you develop him a little bit more and make him the number two guy? Do you, you know, what what is it that you think happens from a quarterback situation in terms of like how they evaluate? what they currently have on their roster
0: yeah I mean to be honest with you right now would probably be the ideal time to I think legit think about trading Tyler Huntley this offseason he's going into his fourth year I mean what are you he's you're going to resign Tyler Huntley on a you know on a even a short-term deal uh, after his rookie deal. I don't I don't see. Why would he do that? It's desperate teams in the NFL that would definitely pay Tyler Huntley to at least be a bridge quarterback for them. Um, so I think he is going to want to test the market, and the Ravens are going to want to pay him uh, the way he's going to be looking to get paid. And he's probably going to want to try to get a starter opportunity. I just think right now you would rather get something for him than nothing. Um, right. And – in terms of Lamar, I mean, for me, I would still try to keep Lamar long-term. I would still try to get a deal done with him. I wouldn't trade him until he flat-out tells me, like, trade him. Or, you know, I'm not going to resign. I think yeah. it, we, we just part ways. That's what it would take for me, personally. Um,
1: it looks like he's a restricted free agent um, this coming season. So, you know, obviously... You know, you can get some feelers for him, um, it appears, you know, and, and that's see and and see how that would potentially work. But I you, you're right. I mean, after this season, you know, I, I then do you let him walk away for free? You know, do you yeah. not find a, a suitor for do you just trade him now while you can or you know, get some compensation for him at the very least if you let him go to another team?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would, you know. Uh, I definitely would. And I think people are going to value him to a degree. He's been able to perform well enough to at least keep his team in games, you know, uh, in each game, he's been a starter for, he hasn't necessarily gone out there and gotten blown out necessarily. Uh, And uh, so I I, I think Tyler Huntley can be, he can be built on, you know, um, in terms of his own individual play. Like, I, I don't think, he's as good as he can be. I think somebody could get a hold of Tyler Huntley and, you know, who knows what these guys are capable of. I always say confidence in professional sports is like a superpower for real. Um, And, and <laughs> these guys get in a different situation and they get a coach that believes in who knows, or Absolutely. just the right opportunity to fall to you. He's, he's the last two years he's been granted. He's been given two good opportunities to go out there and lead a team that's headed to the playoffs or headed with an opportunity to go to the playoffs. And, you know, whether he's performed well or not, he's gotten those opportunities to do so. He's gotten that experience. Um, He's played in a playoff game um, and been a part of a big crucial play at a playoff game that wasn't necessarily good. But, you know, these, like I said, these types of things all build character, I think, and um, for him, he's going to want to go somewhere else, see what else is out there and at least see what else he can make on the financial side. And just for the Ravens, I would try to get what I can. But Lamar, Lamar would be the guy I would try to, if at all costs, I'd try to keep Lamar.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously that's the priority, right? Because if you, if you don't keep Lamar, then you have to start looking at what you're, you, and here's the thing. We talked about, you know, seeing what the other teams are going to do with the other players. But, honestly, you have to have a contingency plan too, Cord- Cordell. My thing is is that you, if you're moving on from Lamar, that's a decision you probably have to make soon because mm-hmm. you need to look into your draft and see if there's somebody that you can replace Lamar with. So you don't have that much time. No. You know, if you're going to commit to Lamar, you need to commit to Lamar because if you don't, or if you you tag him and you allow him to play out that, that year on the franchise tag, I mean, it, I, I don't even see that happen. I feel like a trade is imminent if that happens. But you sell yourself short if you try to wait because how? what do you do in replacing Lamar? Who in the market would be a quarterback that you would feel like – you could bring in and be a bridge gap until maybe next year when you could try to get another guy. So, you know, that that's a decision. I think that the Ravens got to make sooner rather than later and Lamar for that matter. And I do think that that's important. So if they do, if they do resign Lamar um, and that we're hoping that that happens, I do think that you can find a way to move on from Huntley. I mean, I, you know, that I feel like Huntley is look, He's a nice guy, and he's <laughs> he's done some thing. He's he's had some, some things. I feel like that he's regressed right. in twenty twenty two as opposed For to twenty twenty one. You know, I have a I have troubles with with his arm strength. I have troubles with sometimes his reads. I don't think he makes the right read sometimes. Um, but if a, if a, a coach feels like he can be coached, and I think that he can, right? I I think that look, and then also, look, Dollar Huntley might benefit much better on a team that has better personnel, right? So, h- you know, like if you have better guys on the outside that can help you in that regard, he might fare well better than that. So, uh, you know, then I think you do need to make a move. But then then that means that your number two spot is open. And what do you do? Do you find someone? Do you find a veteran? Because one of the things that people have um, complained about when Lamar went down was, well, they don't really have a veteran, you know, quarterback. And I guess at that point, Tyler was a veteran at that point but you you know you know the logic behind Mm -hmm. what what people were trying to say is that somebody with more experience a particularly game experience playoff experience that they didn't have on the roster so do you just continue doing what you've done which is you have anthony brown you just find a way to develop him to be the backup quarterback or do you bring in another guy to have on the roster for in, in possibility of lamar if he gets injured
0: yeah, I think that that is a big question that they're going to have and have to ask themselves, and um, you know, and what type of quarterback? You know, the Ravens have had you know certain types of quarterbacks the last couple of years since Lamar's been back there. They've they've wanted to stick with all the athletic quarterbacks, and you know, uh, are they would they want that in a backup? Would they want a tra- or they, would they want a traditional quarterback uh, back there behind them, just somebody that they know is less you know uh hazardous I guess you could say (laughs) you know I don't know you know Lamar gets the moving and I I know I'm not trying to say Lamar gets hit by gets hurt while running because obviously all of his injuries have been in the pocket yeah I'm just saying somebody who is more you know not as mobile some guys want a quarterback that some people still you know believe that the Least likely to get hurt is in the pocket. They may just want a different style back there. Who knows? But that's the types of questions I think that they're going to have to ask themselves because putting Tyler Huntley back there it hasn't necessarily worked, you know, um, and there's not many veteran athletic quarterbacks out there. So if you're not going to go the young and athletic route anymore, then you're probably going to have to go a veteran who doesn't move as much that makes a lot of quick reads from the pocket, you know, yeah. so – um, that's probably going to have to be a big change for them because they're going to have to take the contingency plans a little more seriously. Not that they haven't taken them seriously because I think Tyler Huntley has been a quality backup. It's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league, honestly. Um, but they're going to have to probably look at it a little differently. And yeah, Anthony Brown, did he, did he show enough? I think this is a dude that looked a lot better from the first time I saw him out of rookie minicamp to what I saw him play like in the week 18 game, not that he played great or anything, but just him and his, just the way he even looks in practice is just a different guy. Yeah. Um, so you could definitely see the growth in him from the start of the season to the end. So, yeah, I think he, you know, maybe he'll be that cheap uh, guy that they have on, on the back burner in case, you know, things get hectic and they got to go to the bench again.
1: Yeah, I, I think that Anthony Brown has some – he there's some things about him that could use work. He has like a slow release. He has mm-hmm. a windup that's very weird. Um, but I do think he has a, a good arm. I think that he could be coached into, you know, getting out of those bad habits in terms of his um, arm motion movement. And obviously we've seen guys in the league with weird arm movements. Yeah. So it's not like, you know – it's some type of groundbreaking thing, but it's a little slow. And so potentially you got defenders that can get to the ball, you know, because it's releases not as fast as, as others. But I think that that's something that can be worked on. I mean, I, I like the the intangibles of Anthony Brown. I think that, you know, if he, if you have an opportunity to really, you know, put some effort into developing him, that he could be a feasible backup. But I do think that you do have to realize that you knew you need another guy because, This is two years in a row that Lamar has not been able to finish the season. So if he is your starting quarterback for 2023, there's going to be a possibility at this point you have to think that he might be injured. And so you're going to have to find a backup for the backup. And do you find that just in the draft? Do you find that via free agency? That's something that the Ravens have to work out. But ultimately, I, I I agree with you. I think that uh, you kind of have to look into whatever options you can find for Tyler Huntley um, because some team might feel like he's a good bridge gap guy until they find, you know, whatever guy it is that they, they want to be the general for their team. Um, and you, you have to entertain it because you already don't have a lot of draft picks coming into this draft anyway. So if you can find something that, you know, will – Replace that, then maybe Tyler Huntley is that guy for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I second think round, take...
1: though.
0: Second round uh for Huntley.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know if they're going to get that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't know if they'll get that. I if if I could get a third for him, I'd be happy. You know, yeah. to be honest, I take a, I definitely take a third, but. You know, I'm gonna start in a second. You know, that's gonna be the, <laughs> but it will work our way from there. But uh, yeah, I think I do think you could get something for him. I mean, shoot, he's a he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. What are we talking <laughs> about? You know, uh, he, he, somebody's gonna want him. And I mean, one thing about Huntley, he doesn't. You know, outside of this year, I don't. And at times he does when he tries to get, you know, aggressive, so to speak, or and when, when he tries to make a play. It, it just goes haywire. But when he's not trying to play outside of himself, he at least doesn't turn the ball over. And that's one thing that you, I think that makes his so that he is a coachable when you see a guy that's not naturally just uh, a mistake-prone guy. I don't know what we saw a lot from him this year. I think some of it was just him hurting a little bit um, because that throw he threw in the playoff game, that touchdown throw to Demarcus Robinson, he hadn't made a pass like that. Honestly, I think since he had been out there all year. Right. Um, so he I, I do think he may have been bothered by that shoulder is a lot more than we maybe had thought. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, the Ravens have bigger question marks at the quarterback position this offseason than just Lamar, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, obviously, that's something, um, you know, we'll look into uh, as this offseason goes along. But this is a, a good first start in terms of evaluating position. And, you know, it, it really is contingent on what the Ravens do with signing uh, Lamar or not, how they should move forward. Um, and until they do that, it didn't it allows us to see what they could potentially do with Huntley um, and, and then dealing with their backup quarterback situation. So we'll find out soon enough. Cause look, free agency will be here around the corner and then you got the draft. So, You have to assume that some, some, some. If Huntley is really on the chopping block in terms of trade, you have to assume that the talks are going to start revving up sooner than later, Uh, because that's just because we're going to be into the new um, year for the NFL. The new year will be beginning, you know, pretty shortly. So we will find out soon enough. Free agency starts in March, so should be fun times. And each (laughs) move will tell you.
0: You know, at least, you know, especially at the quarterback position, I think if they do anything there, that's going to be a telltale of, you know, where they are with Lamar. If you move move on from Huntley, that would, I would think, make me feel good that something's about to happen with Lamar because, um, yeah. you know, Huntley would be the, I would think your first contingency plan if yeah. um you weren't sure if Lamar was going to show up to camp or something like that. You want to have somebody out there that knows the players around them at least maybe not the playbook but because it's a new offensive coordinator coming in but somebody you're comfortable with
1: i completely agree with that so we want to thank you everyone for listening to the winning drive podcast enjoy your hump day from cordell to me this is winning drive